0: Today's episode, we're talking about Nick Offerman's latest venture, *The Great North*. This is created by Lizzie Monix Laughlin and Wendy Molnix. They're actually sisters, and they were the people behind *Bob Burgers* as well. Yeah, the same animation style. Yeah, they, I- they have no chins. What is your favorite animation style? Because you just finished, like, Cowboy Bebop, which obviously is very anime. And then there's also The Simpsons, but there's also very detailed, like, animations. W- which one do you think is your favorite out of any show? Honestly, I don't really care what the animation style is about as long as the content's funny. Because most of the time, cartoons are supposed to be comedies, right? Yeah. Unless you're talking about Disney cartoons, and then I care about the story. <laughs> so with this, was the comedy good? Was this just another Bob's Burgers, or was this different? Okay, so this was like, you know how um, F is for Family is Bill Burr's show, and he just makes fun of himself, he's shameless, he likes to do embarrassing, cringy humor, sort of like the Louie type of humor that you see in adult-themed shows? I think it's based on part of his life. This is like Nick Offerman's dream universe of if he lived in a cabin in Alaska with a really nice family. It's very heartfelt. It starts off with a song. They're living in the mountains. Uh, every single one of them is a good person. There's really no angst here. It's, so it's, it's, not, it's just like, not raunchy or anything. It's very, very friendly. It's very friendly. PG. Uh, does Nick Offerman play himself? Um, again, a, a version of himself that he wishes he was a woodsman. You know how he does a lot <laughs> of, like, uh, woodworking. Mm-hmm. And he likes, even in his comedy specials, to talk about all this, like, kind of western stuff that he does. Yeah. That's basically him. What about Wolf Forte? Wolf Forte, you can definitely tell by his voice. He plays the son. I think his name is Wolf. Yeah. And him and his fiance. Actually, I just realized, so the third episode supposedly came out yesterday. But I couldn't find it anywhere, so I just watched the first two. Yeah. So, so that's all I'm saying about like this is how I know the information about them, but I don't know the most the latest episode. Right. Yeah. On January third, I believe, after Fox aired its NFL game, they decided to preview this show. Yeah. So, anyways, the characters that I get to learn about are Wolf Moon, Ham, Judy, uh, Crispin, Kathy, and Beef. Do you meet a character named Alanis Morissetti or something? Like along those lines? Oh, you're talking about the um, person that a character her, sees. Her in the best sky. friend, her imaginary character best friend? Yeah. Alanis Morissette? Yeah, Alanis Morissette is actually a singer and they were able to actually get her to yeah. play the role. I mean, it's very obvious. It's the same vibe as the addict um, ghosts from Big Mouth. Yeah, like Duke Ellington. Like she introduces herself by her name and she's playing herself does she sing at all no but they sing a lot and the music that's in the show is all produced for the show so it's not like pre like if they introduce a raccoon they sing a song like the raccoons coming down the line yeah like (laughs) it's it's all about however they're playing how often does that happen (laughs) uh about two times an episode Oh, okay, so it's kind of like Fly of the Concords in that instance. <laughs> no, it's not like a full-out song. It's like 10 seconds worth. So the and Neck sisters are actually working on a superhero film at the moment. I wanted to see if you could guess which one. I have some options here. Is it a animated superhero No, movie? it's like an actual superhero film that they're so working they on. So they have right their now. hands in a couple baskets right now. Yeah, exactly. Okay, okay. So the... because I realized I didn't explain any of the characters. I just said their names. We'll get into the plot later, but the first film that I have here is Deadpool 3. The second one is Spider Man 3, the new one that's supposed to have Toby McGuire. DC Film Suicide Squad and Sony Venom's Let There Be Carnage. Now, these aren't, these are the names of the actual movies. I'm not going to do that thing anymore where I like fake a name and you actually get it right, but it's just because it wasn't an actual movie. These are all real. Um, yes. Uh, Suicide Squad? No, it was Deadpool 3. Okay. Really? So they're the ones who are producing it? Yeah. I didn't even know it was like. Is it in production at this point? At this point, yeah. I mean, they're writing it. They won a Primetime Emmy for Outstanding Animation Program. Were in they in the first two at all? Uh, no, I don't think so. I think that this is their first film that they're working on in terms of because they usually do cartoons. Like I've ever heard of Central Park as the V Diggs in it. Central Park is a place in New York. Yeah, but I mean the TV show. Was it before Hamilton? Uh, I think so. Yeah. No, I'm so, oh, sorry. Yeah, it was after Hamilton. It was like 2018. I believe one of the uh, so the writers... Diggs went Hamilton. Central Park. It's animated very similarly to Bob's Burgers. Okay. It's not that basketball show that was on. No, not Hoops. Not Hoops? Yeah, okay. (laughs) I'm going to say something a little harsh here, but I think there are just too many animated shows out there, and they keep on getting pumped out. This one in particular felt like not BoJack Horseman. But the BoJack Horseman show within the show. Horsin' Around? Yes, horsing Around. It it has that tone. There's literally a single dad, because the wife left, mm-hmm. who's raising a bunch of kids. And it's wholesome. And at the end of the day, things work out. Denif Geek said that they handled the mother like absence very well because a lot of TV shows... They just usually... insulted her a lot. Like They said she ran away to Pennsylvania and the dad was kind of freaking out about it. Her name was Kathy. I think I mentioned her before. Well, yeah, but so you felt like they did a good job with that, or...? I mean, they did a better job than killing her off. The kids had obviously accepted it by now. They literally said it had been a few years since she had left. Did they say how many years? No. And the kids are pretty young, so... I mean, they're pretty old for... They're not, like... How old are they? Bob's Burgers' age or anything. One of them's getting married, and, like, the youngest one, I would guess, is, like, ten... Whenever I see Bob's Burgers, and then the, right. the daughter's 16 because it's her 16th birthday, the the first, and the other one knows how to drive, so <laughs> so obviously 16 as well. I haven't seen Bob's Burgers. I know you have, but whenever I saw promos for it, the animation always seemed kind of off putting, and I feel like this is that same way. How right? is it off putting? Like the teeth, and like it's almost like a Rick and Morty type of like animation. Is Rick and Morty off putting? A little bit, right. Um, I mean, they when they make a pickle, turn into like half cockroach, half rodent, then yeah, maybe. But they've never done anything like that in Bob's Burgers. So the creators started Bob's Burgers when like in a rural city and they decided to move this to Alaska. Does it fare better in that way? Was Nick Offerman part of the production from the beginning? No, but they were very happy to get the cast that they did. Like they weren't expecting to get it There were some of- people from Big Mouth, right? Like Jenny Slates from Big Mouth. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, but Nick Offerman, it feels like it's his show. Like, I thought he was the one at the helm of it. Well, he's the main character, right? Yes, I know, but I thought that he was part of the character itself. Like, it was written around him. No, basically... It's, It's drawn like him. He's the only character out of all of them that kind of looks like their person in real life. Yeah, well, I think that they that he's obviously the main center point of the show, but he's not the one that created it. They had nothing to do with it. Basically, this is just for Fox animation domination lineup because they've had a lot of shows kind of go away and not really work. Like what? Well, throughout the years, they've had a lot of one-season shows like Son of Zorn, Alan Gregory, Sit Down, Shut Up, Napoleon Dynamite, and I think even American Dad ended up moving away from Fox to TBS. Napoleon Dynamite? That's yeah. a movie. You don't remember it being a cartoon back in, like, 2012? No. Did they get the? Yeah, they got. Yeah, they got everyone from the show. In fact, even that workout guy. Yeah, from the movie. Pedro. Uh yeah, they got Pedro as well. But this, but basically Fox has made other shows like Bless the Hearts, Duncanville, and House These are all in their first season and they're all premiering basically around the same time in hopes to kind of bring back the Family Guy Simpson aspect, the like family aspect of the show. And they're all animated, right? Yeah. I think it's COVID related then, right? Well, yeah. But again, this is animation domination. Like This is something that Fox has had for a long time. It's a time slot on Sundays because that's usually when they get their most viewership mm-hmm. aside from football. But you're saying that this show when was it actually done uh, i'm not sure when they, it was actually done i know that six episodes were given to the reviewers i think back in early january um because a lot of shows like to do that okay but you don't know if they actually had to film from the house or anything and by no. film i mean like their voices no and i i was Record trying to audio. figure out how many episodes that this was uh show is supposed to be but they didn't have a specific number okay are the reviews good the reviews are—they range from like mediocre to okay. It has a hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes, but oh. oh, sorry. So you asked about the mom earlier. Yeah. There was one really funny joke, and it was near the end of the first episode when Nick Offerman had kind of come to grips with the fact that she's gone, gone. Because it's it not like fault? no, she ran away with a lover, and she just well, he he has a letter from the, her that he had not opened yet, and. Mm and at this point he had come to grips with the fact that his kids were growing up and that he should let go to a certain extent and so he opens the letter and he's like he tells his kids this is the last thing your mom wrote and I I haven't had the courage to open it up he opens it up and he's like and, it's, and he he says and it says smell you later <laughs> <laughs> So, I I mean, I know the delivery... Obviously, spectrum. they're not supposed to... You're not supposed to take the show very seriously, but I know that the writers want to make it a utopia kind of in this Alaska thing. I know that... Yeah, if, again, the Aurora Borealis or the Northern Lights are always in the background. So there is a little bit of disenchantment, BoJack, when the... um animation special effects I'm not sure what you, to coin it but you can tell that they put a lot of work into it It in reminds background. me of The Simpsons very, very colorful in, in The Simpsons movie where Alaska they went to and it was also very colorful at that time I know that the writers wanted to stay away from really edgy jokes and dark jokes because although they like to watch it they the really... edgiest the Scott was they kept on making a joke about the number 69 but besides that that was about the worst it got. the worst it got like the joke like the guy nick Nick offerman came in to buy something and the lady he was flirting with just kept on saying it was like seven dollars and 69 cents and they just kept going back and forth so is that like is that a good representation of all the jokes or no that was again as crass as it got the uh the the simpsons that you brought up the second episode is about this cadaver dash or something like they go to a town festival where there's all these activities and there's gonna it's cake day and so there's like counting of teeth in a jar and all these sort of fair vibe type Mm. things that are occurring Mm. and uh the cadaver dash though is significant of people having to run around and pick up dead bodies but people are playing dead okay so not actual carcasses it just reminded me a lot of that simpsons episode early on where they had the snake uh, stomp or something where they ran around and they had to kill a bunch of snakes to honor the original springfield founders mm-hmm. like that was kind of the same which episode out of the two did you like more uh they were like both equal i wouldn't make a point of having to go watch this show it's kind of tedious and it is a little bit like Bob's Burgers, where maybe there'll be one really, really good episode in a couple seasons worth of the show. But you kind of have to trudge through just kind of mediocre humor. Well, I know that this is supposed to be a mid-season replacement, so that might be the reason you feel that way. Like I said, it has 100% raw tomatoes, but off of seven tomatoes and every single one is like, yeah, it's funny, but it's not really that great. Um, the IMDb score is a 6.1. Another reason I thought Nick Offerman had something to do with it is the food that they eat is so fat-filled. It reminded me of his character from Parks and Rec. Where he only cared about eating meat and pancakes and hot dogs. And like he he didn't want to have anything really healthy. And that's what they're constantly eating there. What's strange to me is it's a strange pairing. Nick Offerman likes to play very deadpan. Well, 4K, it seems like he wants to be very enthusiastic and ecstatic when he plays his roles. I've seen Nick Offerman play quite a few different... like He played a weird guy in Devs. And he's done a lot of comedy before. Devs isn't a comedy, right? That's what I'm saying. He's done a lot of variety with his roles. It's not just deadpan. Yeah, but I'm saying that when he does comedies, like well, 4K has done a lot of dramas as well, but when they do comedies, they kind of are typecast a little bit, I feel like. Yeah, I guess that he's I can't really even name. He's done other things like Children's Hospital for a little bit where he'll play the straight man or so or kind of, but then he goes insane. I don't know what you want from me. <laughs> He plays normal <laughs> characters. I've seen him do it before. IndieWire said that it was fundamental jokes for a genre long worship by the college crowd, but there's also uh, room for shows with more wholesome intentions, giving it a B plus. Okay. So, well, yeah, you were just asking about the reviews from earlier. Uh-huh. <laughs> I see it says 6.1 on IMDb. That's yeah. not that great. It, well, yeah, and that's... A lot of the reviews for that were saying just how copied and pasted this was from Bob Burgers or how boring it was because they wanted to give it a chance because they do like Bob Burgers, but that this just didn't really have a general like direction. on I, really I don't know what it is, but modern shows now, cartoons are starting their color... Colorization is much more vibrant than it used to be, so I will say that like it's more impressive that way. Well, yeah, I think that you're probably gonna see that more as time moves on. But like when I'm looking at people's clothing and stuff, and I was mentioning earlier about BoJack and um, and Disenchantment, like those are two shows with giant budgets, and this one probably has less of a budget since it's on network yeah. cable TV and also and it has it's... more restrictions. And I guess if you look at like the Simpsons, they've also made it but it's just more computer generated well, so weird. i actually dislike the simpsons how they kind of like made that the weird thing about a lot of shows is that when you see them get better in animation that's when they kind of get worse i know that spongebob for example like the nostalgia will hit if i see like a really really young like spongebob episode but obviously if i see an older one i'm not going to be as kind to it what if they tried to reverse it and that would be interesting almost do like a wand of worse and thing. worse animation and and then just increase the level of writing until the characters are literally just stick figures (laughs) and then the sound also is not that great (laughs) it honestly feels like a one off episode of some weird black mirror type show like that what was that cartoon show that we watched on HBO close enough Mm-hmm. Or even like a fairly odd parents type of weird wizardry because they did like TV episodes and stuff where they got absorbed in the television. Well, I think a lot of these shows are usually around. You mentioned Disenchantment a couple of times. Those are usually around like TV 14. And I think it is for the audience that kind of grew up with those shows around that time. They try to like almost pay homage to it but make it better. This is definitely in the PG versus the TV 14 rating. Though. So do you see it gained a second season? Uh, sure. Sh- Sure. It was already confirmed in June twenty twenty, then yes. way before that it was going to get a second season, which shows you how desperate Fox must be for new shows. Not really it's not it's not a terrible show by any means. And they have again the talent behind it voice wise. I was surprised to hear Will Forte because he's doing so much and he's actually a main character in the show. That's what that's what the sisters said, that they're surprised they were able to get him. But I'm saying that to I mean, if show. you get Will Forte, that means you also get Jason Sudeikis, which means you also get Fred Armisen, which means you also get Seth Meyers, which means you also get like the entire SNL crew. So eventually this show is going to. Oh, just, it's going to have probably a lot of guest stars, but I'm saying it's going to have the cast of Big Mouth. <laughs> it already sort of does, but, but ha- it's just going to incorporate more. But to renew more and more a this. show like seven months prior to when it actually airs—that's like crazy to me. Like I can never imagine actually doing that because the show must not have been created by that time. And then they can get the Archer people in there too. Archer's got a cool animation. Well, Archer—they know the guy from Archer because he voices Bob Berger. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so they have that connection. They can bring in if they get the Seth MacFarlane connection. The only thing they'd be missing is the Simpsons people. And then they could do just one of those mighty multiverse things. Almost have we like been the... watching too much WandaVision to think that, like, <laughs> multiverse of cartoons could have Well, some they did that of... with kind of the Simpsons guy thing. Uh, to a very, a very small extent. I mean, they bought in people from American Dad. And... I've seen more of it done through fan fiction on, like, YouTube or something, where they'll draw different characters next to each other. I mean, yeah, but practically, these are kind of all in the same show, I think, is what people are kind of annoyed with. Hmm. So if you guess were to keep on bringing these shows that people feel are already similar into one, I don't think a lot of people would like it. And then South Park. They're missing South Park too. (laughs) I don't have much else to say about the show. It's pretty basic. The plot line is the first episode about... um, uh, What's her face? Judy's 16th birthday. She's afraid to tell her dad about this new job that she's gotten. They kind of are all... There's a moose that uh, attacks... Nick Offerman's character, and then he later on, I guess in the second episode, he doesn't seem to have any ill effects of a broken ankle. And in the second episode, I already mentioned that you have Ham, which is another name. I do find the names of the kids pretty funny. Well, they're pretty just short and simple, right? If you name your kid Ham or Moon. I know that I I forgot which actor, but I know that an actor named their kid, Kid. Like it does feel like that was what Nick Offerman would name his kids kid <laughs> no wolf and moon and ham like it feels like he's just very regimented in that woodsy type man well type they're of in vibe. alaska <laughs> yeah but i i'm just saying like that's just it feels like his show yeah well i think that they want to kind of try and make it that way i know that the um, creators are also the producers of the show along with minty lewis who also worked on bob's burgers that's kind of all i have for the show though All right, well, we'll leave it at this one, and uh, we'll see you on the next one. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.